How are you guys doing this week? Good, good. Ah, not too bad, yeah. Thanks for coming here today. So 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 kind of you to join us on this fine Friday evening or afternoon. Uh, our topic this week mm-hmm. is rounding off the topics of the last few weeks. We started with a uh, an ancient history of the deep lore of memes, starting from twelve thousand BC. The sacred texts! No! Oh, Page turners, no. they are not. Sacred texts! <laughs> then we jump forward to 2007. Mm hmm. Then the dark years of 2012. Mm hmm. The kind of postmodern memes of 2015. And now we're rounding it off with the post postmodern memes of 2019. Uh, yeah. um, also, just an uh, apology for the listeners who were. Triggered last week by the the incessant John Cena memes and music throughout the podcast, um, especially if you're listening in the car radio or something like that. Well, I mean, if John Cena wants to be on the podcast, you know, this badly, there's nothing we can do. I mean, we can't. It's not mm. like we can fight him or something. Tell him to stop. <laughs> oh, he would. He would be the shadow of us. Yeah, and yeah. we wouldn't see him coming. <laughs> uh, so we're gathered here today with <laughs> like we're getting married god uh, we're getting married to the year 2019 oh, i would if i could would Was you of all years of all something? years which would you marry do i have to have been alive during the year <laughs> let's, let's say no make it more interesting I feel like the year World War 2 ended would have been a pretty sick one because like you know yeah just a general but sense would, of there would have been, relief yeah really I think the relief would have been good but it still would have been like no but food like that for that years. wasn't that was November so you get like one month of that and mm. 11 months of you know World War 2 yeah yeah. Oh no, I, I, I need to think about it. I They'll think. be like, Fergus, it's your time. You've been called up to the wall. It's like, no, I, it's going to end soon. It's like, we all think that, man. It's like, no, but I know. I know. <laughs> it's like that classic uh, time traveler joke. Like, you go back in time to like 1915 or something. It's like, oh yeah, the, the world war is going on. It's just like, oh yeah, which one? Just like, They're like, what? What? Huh? What? Uh, the, the Great War. <laughs> uh, the last Great War. Yeah, yeah. I do get that. When I look at old, I, I, I'm quite fascinated by kind of really old pictures, um, especially at pre pre World War Two. Just kind of war war stuff as well, but like kind of I'm fascinated by just kind of the way people lived in those days. Because they had things that are still around today, like the underground, mm. but they didn't have things that we that is so, it's just weird. It's kind of like lots of similar Jeez. things, but also yeah. lots of differences. There was um, in quite a short amount of time. A Vsauce video I watched the other day. Uh, shout out Vsauce. Haven't watched his videos in a while, um, but hey, 
Michael. <laughs> I love him so much. He's, he's, he's so <laughs> weird. Like, he'd be so unsettling to, like, have in a room. Uh, <laughs> just enters the room. Hey, Michael, Vsauce here. It's like, Michael, you can just say hello. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, uh, he's, he's like a... Educational John educational Cena. Educational John Cena, an alternative to, to John Cena. But it was, it was talking about this video about old pictures and stuff. And how, mm. um, like, old pictures of people look kind of weird and, like, stiff because they would have had to, like, up until a certain point, actually just, like, sit and wait for the the film to be exposed to the light and stuff. So they would have mm. had to actually sit really still. Um, and that's why you don't get, like, candid moments so much in old pictures. But, like, in the rare instance where you do, how that kind of, like... Um, I don't know, gives you, like, Felipe mentioned, mm. like, this sense of, like, oh, not much has changed. Yeah. Yeah, these are real people. They live just like These are real did. people. Yeah. They had real problems, that kind of stuff. It's like that Sonder, Sonder term, isn't it? Like, realizing that, like, I don't think it's a real word, but it's from, like, I don't know, that Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows or something. It's like Sonder is when you realize, like, everyone else has, like, an equally complex life to your own like mm. everyone's the main character i always get it confused mm. with smegma because i learned the words on the same day <laughs> 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 but, oh, don't, don't you just hate when uh the concept of rationalizing other people's existence is coming out of your penis <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. So my one is um, the woman yelling at the white cat meme. <laughs> and it's like sitting there with its, with its kind of funny eyes, which I still see on a regular basis. It's a great meme. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I don't know where it comes from. Um, if, ever, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's like a woman like kind of shouting and pointing. And then it cuts to this cat looking kind of confused at a table just incredibly white distressed cat, <laughs> cat. yeah it, it looking really kind of perplexed and uh yeah the memes that are coming out of that were always funny um so the meme that's right in front of me it's kind of the woman shouting video games cause violence and the cat just sitting there saying me collecting bugs in animal crossing <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like what like what do you mean kind of um yeah and I, I think it's just called woman yelling at cat meme uh it says here it's a hybrid of two memes a still Ooh. from a 2011 episode of real housewives of beverly hills in which a woman right. called taylor armstrong is yelling at another housewife which i've never watched that show and a photo of a cat named smudge <laughs> which is a great name for a cat <laughs> Great name, um, but they they map so well, like the the colors of the background and everything really make it look like it's the same scene. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is great. Uh, I think it is it's, it's the cat just with perfect expression, um, <laughs> and it says, "Look, uh, Smudge looking pretty upset." Each image has gotten some play individually as reaction memes, type of meme. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it wasn't until 2019 when they joined forces. And created this meme. Oh, really? So they were both circulating 
beforehand. I guess so, yeah, yeah. but like they weren't as big because I, I, I don't I don't remember ever seeing them um on on their own. I think but that's together, the thing that, that happens to quite a lot of memes where they exist on their own and then they do the the Dragon Ball fusion dance and Word for word what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Our minds just did the Dragon Ball fusion dance. <laughs> oh. um, it says here, while Smudge and and Taylor Armstrong never met uh, <laughs> in real life, there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Smudge's owner said that they had been in touch and wanted to do that, wanted to have a meet at some point. And I quote, if Smudge were able to meet her in person for a photo, I would definitely be interested. However, that would be Smudge's call. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you got to talk to Smudge's agent. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my mean woman yelling at cat, which is, you know, st- still doing the rounds today. It's still, still a strong meme today. So shout mm, out to that. Strong, strong meme. Strong. Yeah, it's, it's got legs. It's yeah, got legs, usually many these legs. Things... It's got four. Well, I feel, I, I, I feel like the timeline, the, the, the lifespan of... Oh, I get it, it's a cat. Uh, the, the lifespans of memes have got shorter, I think. Because back in like, the memes mm. we've spoken about, like 2015, 12, and especially like 2007, like Rick Rolling lasted like, five years mm. before, mm-hmm. it, before it died out. Uh, and then you still get it lasting like, a couple of years a year and and for most of 2019 memes because yeah, the list i found listed the the 85 best yeah. memes Extent, of I, I, I had the same it's so many so way many. too many like the previous years was like here's the 12 best mm-hmm. um so like memes are they're they're hot money for a month and then they're gone mm-hmm. and there's a new one and they're gone so the fact that this has lasted two years and it's still going strong i have no i have no uh issue with it going for for mm. a few years more. That's really impressive. Shout out to woman at yell- woman yelling at cat. Yeah. Shout um, out to Smudge. I'm yeah. seeing one and now to Smudge. that's like a really shittily edited Joe Biden's face over the woman yelling. And then the other woman is Kamala Harris. And then the cat is that picture of Bernie Sanders sitting in his chair. <laughs> 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 but they're on the same team. Uh, kind of. So was the cat and the housewife, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in the episode of Real Housewives. Yeah. 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 They're both um, oh, yeah, customers course. at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because everyone knows when you go to a restaurant, it's a competition <laughs> between you and the waiting staff. <laughs> <laughs> Area fifty one. So if you're if you're unaware, <laughs> uh, the the basic gist was that a bunch of people online said enough is enough those those goons those spooks at area 51 are keeping them aliens we gotta go get them aliens they've held them up for too long and some x-files shit i love Uh, these and they're organizing a movement to go and and raid it they can't stop us all do you have any particular favorite memes to come out of that kind of umbrella of memes Kind of the um, uh, umbrella. Well, the umbrella concept is the Area Fifty One invasion, but is there a particular meme or? I th- think just the fact uh, that it went ahead I, for me is what. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the event itself is the meme. Okay, 
Because, yeah, people did show up and no one in, no one infiltrated the the compound. But mm -hmm. <laughs> significantly less people attended than said they were going. Because I think I believe I myself said I was going to go, but I didn't have money for the flight. It became like a thing because like, there was the, the Facebook event that like th yeah. the hundreds of thousands of people like said click going to. Um, but that kind of like spawned a bunch of like parody events at least that I remember like f from uh, like UBC where I went to university it was like oh let's storm the library at SFU the rival university uh, and, and I don't think anybody did that <laughs> my um my favorite meme to come out of the era 51 I think has got to be the the one where it's this it, it, it's, it's a video of some guys in a car like like jamming to music like really excessively and one of the guys has like an alien mask on i think so they took that video and then made it into an era 51 meme and it was like um uh kind of releasing an alien from era 51 in the car and him showing us his alien music and they put on this kind of <laughs> this weird sound it's like beep boop pop and they're like jamming like it's a hard ass beat there's and Yo, it's so da good. Funk. <laughs> oh yeah it was, it, oh so good such a great meme <laughs> that's good uh, i i have an article here uh, it's a guardian article of a guy who went and basically recounted his experience and uh the, the whole thing is mainly that it was all a bit underwhelming um, yeah. and it, it seemed there there was more there was more police and organizers and reporters there than there were uh really people doing it uh but uh but a, cu a couple things stood out to me uh which i really enjoyed let me find it where's it gone there it is uh so a guy a guy called matty roberts is the the one who originally posted the facebook event um <laughs> and then he pulled back from organizing once he realized how big it was going to be he didn't want to be responsible for all this but he still showed up and there's an excerpt saying i spied matty roberts in the center of a swirling mass of people holding court he was wearing a slayer hat and a black t-shirt his long dark hair flowed majestically down his back he looked like a heavy metal listening mountain dew drinking samurai lord surrounded by courtiers and supplicants i fought my way over <laughs> i just love that image of like this 4chan samurai lord <laughs> oh. wearing a slayer shirt on his way to love clap it. some alien cheeks <laughs> Fergus, did you have any of the Air Fifty One memes that um, stick with you? For me, the 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 thing that two things stick out to me from from this memory of of this meme is one. I remember being genuinely concerned that the U.S. military would shoot people who showed up. Yeah, people <laughs> said they would. I, the government, I think, the military were like, "Don't do it." Like, oh, we are. Also within law that, to like, use force someone in some government military meeting had to explain to a high up general <laughs> what the fucking naruto run was oh yeah because that was part of the description right yeah like let's like naruto, naruto run, run. <laughs> and they can't stop us all um <laughs> I, I wonder if he had to stand up and do a little demonstration. <laughs> do you think the people who um, recently stormed the capital just kind of got the date and place wrong for this Area 51 thing? 
Oh, I didn't see much Naruto should... running in that footage, but they did say um, some some uh, person in the U.S. government blocked the public release of two videos from the riot at the Capitol. So perhaps there was some Naruto Ooh, running that's in where that. It is. Mm-hmm. And and yet that's why it's been blocked because that uncovers the conspiracy where the whole thing's related. Well, it just proves that it probably proves that Naruto running is in fact faster than actual running. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's an effective way to storm uh, government facilities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially ones that don't exist, like Area 51. <laughs> uh, so he came across a couple, a couple of guys who were... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the FBI, they got you! <laughs> right now, there are two men in black uh, taking Fergus away. So we'll have to do the rest of the podcast without him. Big rip. It's cool. He didn't add much. It's fine. Mm. Uh, so, so Felipe and just Felipe and cool. the audience. Uh, the guy writing the article came across uh, two guys wearing big uh, paper mache Pepe masks. So the big, the big frog. <laughs> uh, Fergus would have loved this uh, one. Uh, yeah, carry on. He, he <laughs> Uh, and and he spoke to them and he he said um, he he asked them about the Pepe memes connection to the far right or to the alt right, uh, and the guys were like, "Oh nah nah, it's not about that. It's just about the memes." And I've, I've got a quote here. Yeah, I mean they're a little like extreme for me sometimes. One said, referring to the alt right and white nationalists, but sometimes you feel like. They're right about some stuff. Like what? Like clown world. What? Clown world. What? Like the idea we're all living in a world of clowns, he clarified. It sounds like the alternative to... um, Have you ever seen the campaign with uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis? I think Will Uh, Ferrell. They mentioned a place Mm -hmm. called Rainbow Land. And there's Rainbow some land. there's some person who talks like that. They're like, "You can't take me to Rainbow Land, Rainbow Land." And then they kind of they kind of use it as if it's real it, for their political gain. But it just reminded me of that. <laughs> Wait, um, sorry, Felipe, I don't want to interrupt, but I, there's something happening on the screen. Um, there's yeah, the, Fergus seems on, to on, have on, killed both of the men in black. Oh God, he's he's pe- <gasps> he's unzipping. Around his neck, he, he's peeling off his skin. It's he was he, he was he was the alien the far, oh whole God. time. Are you I can't right? believe it. <laughs> Do you understand us? Hey guys, is uh, is, is, is it Max Rebo? Is Max? It's Max Rebo. <laughs> Max, uh, we've been wanting to have you on the podcast. It's such an honor. I'm such a big fan. Uh, it's good to be here. I was wondering here. why you were so blue. Uh, you know, I just had to... I'm a little... Sorry, I'm a little out of breath. I just did some Naruto running. Uh. <laughs> ah, yes. That's, that's the way you beat, beat the feds. Uh, yeah, well, you know how it is. Anyway, I'm going to uh, I'm going to dip now, but I'll bring you your friend back, okay? I was just borrowing his skin for a little bit. Okay. All right, Max. Good luck in the music career. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up? I don't know. I just kind of blacked out for a second there. Hmm. 
Oh, uh, you, you, you didn't miss anything. Nothing. You, you missed nothing at all. There are two uh, men lying on my floor. I must have had a wild night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds like you went to the Area 51 alien stock festival party. Oh. Yeah, that might explain the, the kind of I don't know, pain I'm having in my anus right now. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, because they, they love those. They love the anal sex. But <laughs> the kind of... <laughs> Oh, that would make sense too. I was thinking more it's like one of those anal COVID swabs um, <laughs> that, that you have to be getting these days. Uh, yeah, the anal COVID swab is actually alien technology mm. that they've kind of harnessed. <laughs> uh, um, but I, I heard they did actually actually bring back one thing from the depths of Area 51. They, they got in and they broke it out. Um, and it was... It was the best meme of 2019. Fergus, tell us more about this. Right, yeah. Um, brilliant segue. Thank you for setting me up, right. as you did. <laughs> Paul Blart. Um, Paul Blart mock-up segue. Um, no, the meme <laughs> uh, in question here is not to do with Paul Blart or malls or feral hogs. Um, <laughs> It's actually probably one of the best success stories uh, to come from memes. Uh, and uh, that is, of course, the 2019 hit song, Old Town Road. Oh. So what, why, why is this a meme? Because it's just a song, right? So, yes. Um, produced by Lil Nas X. Um, shout out. Shout out. Uh, friend of the show, <laughs> I wish. He's so cool. Uh, uh, I heard no. he's in the studio now with the, the Max Rebo band. Oh. Dude, that'd be sick. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what a collab, eh? Uh, yeah, no, it, it. I think the song actually came out in 2018. Um, and, mm -hmm. and he produced it like without any of the Billy Ray stuff. Um, and... He spent like his last dime producing this song, so he didn't have any money to like promote it. So he promoted it on like Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and stuff, just by like putting it in memes that he'd make as like the backing track. Um, oh, and then he it? yeah, and then uh, it like rose up the like country charts, and then famously or infamously got taken down for not being country enough, mm. uh, and then. Uh, the meme train carried on and Billy Ray got involved and it became like one of the most memed songs and by extension one of the most successful songs of the whole year yeah it's weird because mm. when I first heard it I was like this is like a joke because it's a joke song like country hip hop <laughs> kind of thing country trap essentially I was like this is nah and then the more you listen to it I was like this is a banger it's so good. It's, it's, it's just good. <laughs> it's just a good song. And because yeah, he was a he was a nobody before that, right? Yeah, he was um, a college student, I believe. Um, I think I think maybe he dropped out to like pursue music, um, and this was like his first big hit. He's still doing this, I, by I the love, way. Now I love the uh, yeah. He's his, still like, he's a he's an established act. No, I mean like now. his his uh, meme promotion stuff. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like with his uh, like because obviously he could have like a massive like marketing budget now but like he's still like his new song call me by your name like the movie um hmm. uh he's promoting that by uh having army hammer eat people 
Um. <laughs> oh god. Uh, no, I, it, it, <laughs> he is <laughs> he is promoting it via memes, I should say. But he's just been making like there was a, a really absurd one that was like a modded clip from the video game Skate where it was just like instead of a, a person riding the skateboard it was a stake. Uh <laughs> And, and that's the whole thing. The song is just playing in the background, this unreleased song, and it's just a stake, like, doing tricks and shit. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's, the that's whole... just like, oh, yeah, song dropping, new thing. song dropping soon. <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, yeah, when then, uh, the song itself was a meme, and then, and then they, of all people, they get Billy Ray Cyrus in. <laughs> and you're like, What? Is it who contacted who, do we think? Or is this on record? I don't know. I, don't I, mean, know, but I know Billy Ray Cyrus is a country singer, but like he hasn't been... I don't think he's been popular for a long time. And he's kind of, in the past decades, just kind of been known as Miley Cyrus's dad, essentially. Uh, well, that kind of rounds up our, our season of memes for the last four or five episodes, really. We've been talking about memes and just to just to round that off i've got a i've got a little thing because i i, I put a poll up on our instagram oh yes now, around around the time that our that our first episode with the meme history came out uh which was quite a few weeks ago now so this is maybe old news to some of you uh but i've got the results of the poll here which i think could be interesting to see if the world agrees with us about what what is a meme mm. So I asked a few questions. Firstly, do memes have to be funny? Uh, it was 59% no, 41% yes. So pretty, really? pretty even, but mainly, mainly people saying no, which I think's Interesting. Well, I can't think of a serious meme. No. What, do, what would a serious it, meme do, look do, like? Do you think people would have been like, well, not all memes are funny? Maybe. I was like, well, like, like bad memes that try and be funny but fail. Yeah, but that, that's not the point. It's like all memes try to be funny, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what? What would be uh, an unfunny or serious meme? It wouldn't be a meme at that point. I wouldn't well, consider it. But then, but then that comes back to what's your definition of a meme? I mean, yeah, a meme, yeah. Which, uh, which we had a whole episode about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, I asked, are memes? Exclusively things that exist on the internet. An overwhelmingly 69% no. That surprised me. (laughs) (laughs) A meme in itself there. (laughs) Although it's true, that surprised me. I'd agree with that one, I think. Yeah. No. Especially after what Mm. we discussed about the the chicken crossing the road joke. and um, Yeah, just memes as cultural genes. Richard Dawkins, uh, DNA of the soul, spiders, spiders, big spiders. <laughs> I then asked, uh, "Do there need to, need to be multiple variations of a joke before it becomes a meme?" Split down the middle here, forty-seven fifty-three, pretty much half and half. Wow, leaning which way? Uh, leaning slightly towards yes, mm-hmm. which I think is is reasonable. That's that's I'd, kind I'd of what we. As decided. soon as someone replicates the joke in a different way. It's a meme, surely. Mm. So long as it's on the internet? No, no. So long as it's funny? Yes, I would say funny, intending to be funny. 
because mm-hmm. comedy is subjective and not, not everything is funny to everyone. So I said the intention. But then the question is, is is it still possible for the original thing to be a meme without a copy? Hmm. No, it would just be a joke. Yeah, it'd be a one-off. You don't get too many one-off memes, do you? It'd just be like a comedian Um, telling a joke, you know. uh, Then I I put up some examples of things that could be memes, asking if people agreed with them being memes, yes or no. Uh, First one, quite interesting because I put this up as my control because obviously this is a meme. I don't think anyone would disagree. Rick Rowling. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mick Rowling, yeah. it's a quintessential meme. Uh, 89% yes, 11% no. Mm. Some people some people didn't consider that a meme. They, they might consider it trolling. True. Rick Trolling. Which, I suppose it is. But we haven't really talked about trolling versus memes. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, that's, a, that's a whole discussion. Mm. Uh, next up, I put up, um, you're the man now, dog. <laughs> The, that can come in many, many formats. It's, it was mainly just a website. Uh, but I, put up a, I put up a screenshot, image macro, impact font, like the classic. Um, say, same similar results. 87% yes, 13% no. People saw the impact font. They think that's a meme. Uh, then penis drawings in caves from, from 12,000 BC. 50-50. Exactly. 50-50. Uh, 53-47 again. Uh, uh, so slightly more yes. That one's... But people thinking... Yeah. Dicks in caves many years ago. Meme. I suppose that one's a tricky one. Because I think we did say it is a meme. Yeah, I think but, I think <clears throat> I would consider that a yeah. meme. A dank yeah. one. You might say. Oh, very dank in those caves. Mm-hmm. It's quite... Uh, yeah. Then... Mm-hmm. P- penis drawings on the internet slightly more towards yes uh, 60-40 I guess that depends on where you f- fall on the does a meme have to be on the internet kind of scale. yeah exactly so I guess we did one over a few more of that crowd yeah. uh, then mysterious S we all drew <laughs> uh, going the other direction 60-40 actually no 69-31 I misread that not a meme uh, not, a, not meme. a meme people overwhelmingly think that's not a meme which I think holds up. It's not funny. Well, I mean, it's there's it's no serious. variations it's of very it. It's very serious. Do. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and th- there's not much you can do with it. Like you can't transform it, really. Yeah, you can make so, it. Part yeah, it can't. It, it can't be iterated upon. No. It can be part of a, 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 a bigger meme. Uh-huh. Kind of an ironic way. I think that's what we talked about. But the thing itself. Nothing to it. And then lastly, Mr. T ate my balls. 100% a meme. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The only unanimous one here. Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) indisputable. Uh, So some interesting results there. Uh, People mainly agreeing with us, but a a few variations on whether it needs to be funny, whether it needs to be online. Yeah. But people can have their opinions. Mm. Which they are entitled to in this free society. But mostly it seems like everyone's on a similar understanding to what a meme is. Yeah, seems so. And that rounds off the accidental meme season we did. (laughs) Tune in next year for 
different memes. I mean, there's no reason why we can't revisit it because there's mm-hmm. plenty there's of memes. So much, yeah. We can do the memes of uh, 2018 BC. Yeah, <laughs> good year. It's just, it's just more more dicks. Good year. One um, hieroglyphics. They're memes, no? Yeah, emojis. <laughs> emojis. Emojis. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting confused there. Well, emojis can be can be memey. Like that one of the like, you know, like the one where it's crying, but it's like not sad crying. That one's funny. It's like, uh, yeah. uh, it's like oh my god, dying of embarrassment kind of meme. Mm-hmm. Or or the eggplant emoji. I believe on your side of the pond, you call it the aubergine emoji. Um, uh, by its correct word, yes. That's, that just mm, doesn't sound right. Eggplant just sounds filthier, you know? <laughs> it's like a plant, but it's an egg. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I'll it's say purple that's and shaped like a dick. <laughs> On with the show? On with the show. Yes. On with the show. Sure. As we all know, the universe was created in 1977 with the release of the first Star Wars film. Here's our Wikipedia concept of the week. Anyone got a good one they want to kick us off with? I've got a very quick one. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it was our first or second episode of the show. We discussed um, a single, uh, a local single in your area um, called Gerald. Um Oh, mm. Looking for love. Looking for love at the Ewok Festival of Love. Um, well, I think I found him a match. Ooh, okay, oh, okay. High hopes. Well, his match, nice guy, similar fashion sense with that lovely salmon-coloured shirt. Uh, his name's Jim. <laughs> Jim and Gerald. Jim. Eh? Jim, a male Rodian who lived during the Galactic Civil War, also from Star Wars Galaxies. There's nothing else about him other than that he appeared <laughs> at the Ewok Festival of Love in 2009, obviously seeking companionship. Ah, uh, wearing the exact same pink, uh, slightly stained shirt. Yeah. Um, so I think I think we might have just... I, I don't want to play matchmaker here if that's unwarranted, but I think we might have just... Well, um, Found someone. I've, I have got a theory, Fergus, mm. because that shirt looks very, very familiar. Oh, you think? I think they might have, they've beaten you to the punch. Well, that sucks. I mean, I want to. I think it looks, I mean, it looks, it them, looks like Jill, but, Jim. Uh, I mean, it's good for them, obviously, but I mean, I wanted to feel like I had done something with <laughs> I'm sorry. my did, life did to you help ask others. Jim if, if- did you ask Jim if he's into dubstep or long walks on the beach? <laughs> I, I didn't actually. I just kind of like it's sent, very important. Sent him a cold email mm-hmm. with a link to. He's Gerald's still profile. into Skrillex. Yeah. No. Wow. Elsewhere. Wow. What is it? 2012, 2013? Come on. <laughs> Go to times. But yeah, that was mine. Mm, I like him. He, lo- he looks quite. I don't know, horrified is the expression that I'd use. Um, he looks like he's just seen something, something awful um, that's shocked him a lot. Big, big <gasps> kind of mouth. I think that's just um, how Rodians look, man. 
kind of. <laughs> oh, am I being? Am I being? I think you're being racist, being here. racist again, Ronan. I know they usually have a have a kind of more of a droopy kind of mouth. You are correct. Yeah, looking at it again. Because if, if you if you think about Greedo, he's a he's a kind of echuta uka kind of guy. McClunky. 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 Whereas this guy is more like McLoco. 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 Well, I'm feeling a bit McLoco tonight. McLoco. I'm going to be totally big fished in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, if you're listening to this, Gerald, give Jim a ring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ronan, do you want to go next? Good stuff. Yeah, okay, so I've got a... I've got an interesting one. uh, Because I've got a character who actually appeared in the films. Uh, He appeared in the background of A New Hope. Uh, his name is Filterpern Trevag. Filter. You're gonna have to. Yeah, oh, I'm going. Fel- <laughs> sorry, Filterpern. F E L T I P E R E R N. Filterpern Trevag. Yeah, T R E V A G G Trevag. Oh my god! I think I was gonna use this guy. I was gonna. Yeah. Tragic story. Wait, with an F. Yeah. Yeah. Feltapern. Oh yeah, this is this is a tragedy right here. Tragic drawing, <laughs> but oh <laughs> He looks like the devil. <laughs> uh, th- those are those are cones, thank you very much. He uses them on top of his head to uh, feel emotions in the air. Oh of course. I mean <laughs> I should have known. Okay, so so Feltapern Trevag, he's one of the background characters from the Moss Eisley Cantina. You'll recognize him. The camera's on him for like a second. I mean, he's talking to, he's talking to another character with a big long nose. He looks like a furry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, uh, he is into some weird sex stuff. We'll come to that in due course. Mm, felt a pearl. <laughs> uh, so he, he was a tax collector. Uh, <laughs> he, did some, he did some bounty hunting on the side. He did, he did quite a bit of work around. As you do. Uh, he, seemed, he seemed quite, quite hoity-toity uh, because his backstory was fleshed out in an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Really? And, or rather, not an audiobook, um, kind of an audio drama. And so this guy, being big, hairy, and with horns, he speaks more like, actually, my name is Trevor. <laughs> Feltapern Trevor. Mm. He's Officer got like human Empire. teeth. His teeth are just like a bloke's teeth. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess he needs them to speak in those in those James Bond esque tones. Uh, yeah, he's he's professional and arrogant and just sounds like a an upper class bureaucrat he's who thinks very much of himself. Suave. It, he looks like if um Max Rebo. He looks like if Max Rebo and Big Bird got together and had a child big bird from uh the muppets <laughs> friend uh, of the show no bird. sorry not the muppets uh it's from sesame, uh, sesame street. street sesame street big bird from street. Sesame street. <laughs> yeah it looks like a demented big bird who's blue big with a really really angry face big blue but he does look actually like he looks kind of scary to be honest um <laughs> it's, it's really creepy yeah so, so his story, what happened was uh, he, he felt some weird vibrations in the air uh, with, his, with his emotion 
curtains. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does he? As, as does, we all do on these crazy nights. Does he? Does his emotion current get harder when he's more like sexually stimulated? <laughs> Again, I can't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Felipe. This is an audio format. <laughs> uh, so, so these these strong these strong things he was feeling were actually coming off of Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, I bet they were. Who would just who would just <laughs> absolute daddy Ben Kenobi? Alec Guinness. <laughs> wow. Uh, who who had just w- rocked up in Mos Eisley, and he was like, whoa, 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 there's someone powerful here. And he figured it was a Jedi. I guess he has experience with these things. He went to the cantina. Last time I was, was this like, hard, oh, it man. was in Coruscant. <laughs> Jedi <laughs> Temple. You can smell those midi-chlorians. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. Oh. And, um, and, he, and, he, and he sat down, and, and he met, he met this, this lovely woman, Miyim Unith, who who was sitting with, and he was like, "Hey, this girl's pretty. Uh, this girl's pretty sweet, if you ask me." Um, <laughs> chatting her up a bit, and <laughs> I think Felipe's just read ahead. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, chatting her up I a bit. On and Unith. I clicked on. Oh, okay, her. okay. <laughs> Don't read too much further because the story the story's about to take a turn. I won't um, read, but uh, what, th- what are you going to th- describe? Things are going her at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, she 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 looks like a bit of a. She looks like a triceratops. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere between the triceratops and a caricature of a witch. <laughs> Long crooked nose. This is really a bit, scary. A bit like the helmet, the helmet that Frodo wears uh, when he's trekking across Mordor dressed as an orc. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and. And so and so they they get chatting and he's like, hey, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna come back to my place? And she's like, fuck yeah. And he's like, just gotta take care of something. He goes up. He reports the. Uh, he goes up to the stormtroopers who are entering the, entering the cantina at this point, looking for Obi Wan. And he's like, hey, it's that guy, it's that guy. Get him, Docking Bay ninety four, which whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so he's the one that leads the troopers to attack them as they're flying away. He's like, great, I'm going to collect this bounty. Anyway, back to this babe. Uh, they go back to their place. And his partner, his partner, who's just like around, is like, hey, man, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go back with her. And he's like, hey, get out of here. Stop trying to cockblock me. Uh, they go back. Uh, little does he know about the mating ritual of... <laughs> Of this species. No. <laughs> what Trevag had never seen coming was the Hanethme mating ritual, which required Onith to eviscerate him with her razor-sharp tongue when it was over. <laughs> like a praying mantis, he was just eaten alive after they had sex. Oh, oh my god. god. Uh, so Unlucky. Happens to the best of us. story here. Oh my god. Um... This, uh, this seems to be a tragic story of this gentleman. Until you read things from her perspective. She was, she was this young woman. Um, uh, she, was, she was a virgin. Uh, who usually aren't allowed to travel off-world from her culture. <laughs> but she was given special permission to go and mate with someone else. No. With a different species. No. <laughs> uh, 
she 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 went off um but but uh, and she went to Mos Eisley but got stranded her papers weren't in order uh, and she and she was stuck for weeks in Mos Eisley until she met this strapping gentleman who was like hey I quite like you and she in in her culture this means this means it's a proposal of marriage and she thought amazing I'm going to get married yes of course I will this is this is this is brilliant um he seemed to realize this and but was like ah whatever I'll just get rid of her in the morning uh, <laughs> but um that's when it says that uh she or rather he slipped her a love wallop pill into God. one of his drinks. What the fuck? One of her drinks. <laughs> a, uh, a love wallop pill was a pill that could be slipped into a drink in order to more easily seduce the drinker. What the fuck? He roofied her. <laughs> what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just, I never thought I'd be reading this so, about some background characters in Star Wars. There's, there's <laughs> one line here on her page. When she entered Travag, a tax collector, when she entered Travag's office, the Gotal glimpsed her and immediately fell in love, desiring to have sex with her as soon as possible. <laughs> Star Wars. This is Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they went to the bar. He, he agreed to marry her, not, not intending to carry through with it. Uh, he, he roofied her. Holy fucking uh, shit. And then, and then he ignored his friend who was obviously warning him about these mating rituals. Um... And then got, well, got his just desserts, really. Yeah, honestly, it sounds like he got what he deserved yeah. entirely. Yeah, this, this apparently tragic man is actually um, a, bit of a, a bit of a bad bloke. He's a, a bad man. A bad... And not just a in, question. Not in the cool way. Not as in bad man. He's a bad man. <laughs> mm-hmm. An unpleasant gentleman. I had a question about me and Monith. It says yeah. that she wanted to marry him. Mm-hmm. So if they married, would she still eat him? I guess. Yeah, so in, in their culture, there isn't really a difference between sex and marriage. So in her eyes, they were married when she ate him alive. Right, and uh, but would she go on th- to remarry? Th- she, was, she was one of the... Oh, I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> uh, but she was one of the first the first people in her entire species to sleep with someone not of their species so she went back to her planet and gave a series of ted talks <laughs> about what it was like about the dangers of tatooine and, and, <laughs> uh, and that's real it, it says it there not ted talks obviously, no but, longer a virgin um, she became free to travel off world but preferred to remain on the planet and speak publicly about her mm. experience uh, and lastly about her Again, because this is a an audio format, despite looking like a, a goblin witch thing, her her voice is more along the lines of, "Ah, oh, the Meum is the white flower that blossoms in the season of trine, the season when all three moons give their light. It's also called the Night Lily, which is her nickname. She's known as the li- Night Lily, uh, which is the name of this." Of this book, Night Lily, The Lover's Tale. What a, what a wild time. Um, in, in, when did this book come that out? that like, is my entry. <laughs> the uh, could, could I add something, Ronan? I've spotted yes. something at the end of the article. If you go to the bottom of Miam Linnet Onith's Legends tab, it says right at the bottom, 
Um, Onith is one of several cantina aliens who appears in the 1979 Star Wars drunk driving PSA. Satimus oh, Isolu Cantina. My God. And <laughs> <laughs> you click on the dr- on the drink driving PSA. The first the first quote is by the announcer. When friends drink too much, even in galaxies far away, far, far away, friends don't let friends drive drunk. <laughs> well, there you go. Incredible. There you go. Oh, excellent follow-up to the, to the smoking PSA. Damn. Damn. Brilliant. Damn. Love it. Right, Felipe, your one. My one is Anya. A N J Anya. Huh? A N J apostrophe A. Queen's Gambit. Queen. So a- Anya is a female Twi'lek species. Mm-hmm, uh, the, mm-hmm. the picture of her is quite amusing. It's kind of like a really <laughs> pixelated kind of. I don't know how to describe. She looks like a. Oh, she's... shite villain from a random like episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> she looks a bit like uh, the. That Christmas special with the big spider lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the Rachnos. Yeah. This didn't seem like a very interesting article until I read a bit on. And it says... She was considered by both the Galactic Empire and the Rebellion to be the, the galaxy's most popular holo pinup girl. Mm-hmm. So she's quite Much to... Di- to the dismay of Imperial officers. She also um, was a musician. The Mm. painting... Okay, so the the picture we're seeing here is actually a painting. And it was commissioned uh, by someone uh, while she was performing her number one galactic hit. Oh my god. Boomba, boomba, <laughs> boomba shella. <laughs> oh, step back, Max Rebo. You got some competition. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I pronounce it the way it's spelled, it's more like boomba, boomba, boomba shella. At the outdoor theater in Rennie, Rennie Island on the planet of Corellia. And his song was the only time a release by a non human artist topped the charts. Under oh imperial rule, so she was breaking boundaries. Yeah, wow. as a singer as wow. well. Wow, good for her. Said it was written by a Gungan master songwriter, an unidentified. It became a galactic hit. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Oh. Wow. So, so the correct pronunciation is more like "boomba boomba bomba shala." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, there is no recording here. But I think oh, the Max Reba band covered it in like 1996. Mm-hmm. So maybe check that out. Yeah, during, during their weird techno phase. <laughs> and that's about it, really. Um, we found another musician in the galactic world. Yeah, just building had that. a number pantheon. one galactic hit. Anya. Anya. Give it up yeah. for Anya. Great. Uh, that brings us almost to the end of the show. We've just got a few, a few recommendations for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fergus, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you got for us? Uh, so this week I've been watching. Uh, well, I binged it all. Actually, it's the six-part documentary miniseries 
um, called How To with John Wilson. Uh, have either of you heard of this? No. It's, I, think so. I think I've heard of it, but haven't seen it. It came out, I think, like late last year or maybe earlier this year. I don't know, very contemporary, recent. Um, mm-hmm. It's just this guy going around New York, um, like filming just random shit and seeing where it takes him. And it's so good. Um, what, do you, what do you mean? Like each episode is it's called How To with John Wilson. Um, so it's this guy, John Wilson. And each episode is how to do something so the first episode i think is how to make small talk and he just goes around filming stuff uh and people and uh trying to like figure out how to make small talk and stuff um and his style's so so interesting he like films people and like he doesn't pretend to be like not there like he talks to them and stuff um but he just kind of like lets stuff sit for an uncomfortably long time. Like he's a very confidently awkward guy, um, and just some of the places like his like interviews take him are fascinating. Like one of the episodes, he's talking to this guy. I think I don't even remember what the the, the topic of the episode is, but he's he ends up in this guy's house um, with with this dude. This, like, 40 50 year old musician uh who also runs a business um creating um circum circumcision reversal kits Whoa. um where <laughs> like i don't want to get into like how it works but like s- s- some weird shit goes down when he's in that house um <laughs> <laughs> do they reverse his circumcision there there is something along those lines that happens um oh god but yeah um really good and then it's 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 also i don't know it's like kind of an uplifting watch because it's like not a huge amount of like depressing like covid shit uh, until close to the end but so was it really, filmed a bit before yeah it was filmed like all through like 2019 and early last year and stuff and but so is he just a good watch is he talking to random people off the street at first or are they arranged interviews basically like a bit of both like he'll basically he films everything right and then so you see like like if he is going to go do like an arranged interview with someone you'll see that process happening like one of the times like he's just going around the supermarket filming shit and he talks to this guy he thinks works at the supermarket but then it turns out the guy doesn't work at the supermarket, but he did invent, like, the algorithm that they use to, like, scan stuff and, like, Whoa. process their inventory in the supermarket. So then he ends up back at that guy's office just talking about random shit. And then, like, 10, 15 minutes are just, like, about that guy and stuff. So is it kind of this guy who talks his way into interesting situations? Pretty much, yeah. And just, um, he got a budget from HBO um to to do the show so like sometimes like like one of the episodes he's trying to like get uh a bag of crisps to like pop from the altitude so he hires a helicopter to like take him up as high as possible (laughs) just i'm just wondering how he pitched the (laughs) show yeah that's what i was thinking so the hbo producers are like so i go around new york and i talk to people and then we kind of see how it goes yeah what (laughs) (laughs) it's so good he and i don't know his eye for just like the little weird details you see on the street perfect so funny 
would recommend. Right. It's called How To. How To with John Wilson. No. Right. On HBO. We'll, HBO. We'll watch. Yeah. And oh. it's super, like, super bingeable. Like six half hour episodes. Nice. No fair. Felipe, what have you got for us? I have music this week. Ah, yes. Ooh. I have an album called... The album is called Return, and it's by a singer called Katie J. Pearson, Katie J. Pearson. who is from Bristol, I believe, in the UK. Um, I only discovered her very recently, and I've already bought tickets to see her this, oh, wow. in, this summer because oh. this album is flawless in my... It's so good. It's like indie folk... It's kind of like it's hard to just, it's, it's, yeah, it's like indie folk, indie rock, but really light, really kind of like um, the first Arcade Fire record, mm. that kind of mm. vibe. Good, good vibe. Um, um, beautiful. No, it's lovely. Really nice album. Um, I'd recommend uh, the the song "Fix Me Up" or "Miracle" if if you wanted to get a taster of the album before listening to it all the way through but it's, it's really nice um yeah kind of like a blend of kind of acoustic and electric stuff uh, it goes from more uh, rockier tunes to to uh, i suppose it's a if we're, if we're going by like arcade fire because the suburbs has a bit more of a bit more moving stuff, but also the suburbs has like electronic stuff. This doesn't have electronic stuff at all. Right. It's, much, it's all everything's like um, acoustic instruments. But yeah, lovely, lovely album. Katie J. Pearson. If you're into that, Katie kind J. Of indie folk, folk rock. Folk rock is a good is a good way of putting it, actually folk rock. But yeah, Katie J. Pearson. Return would recommend nice. that record. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. So, I am going to recommend the entire filmography of an actor called Reb Brown. <laughs> Reb Brown? Reb Brown. Uh, he's a not very good actor from the 80s. Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> uh, he made his career out of being the lead in bad knockoff B-movies. Okay, uh, and he—he's—he's <laughs> uh, he's not very good, but he's incredibly endearing. Um, yes. So his two emotions are, kind of talk like this and scream at the top of his lungs. Um, but he seems to be this very wholesome kind of Southern American guy who's just always up for, up for a good time, very cheerful, uh, strong, strong like encouraging uncle kind of vibes uh but all of his films are are very firmly in the so bad it's a good territory every single yes one. how many have you seen because here it says he's a, he was in the 1979 made for tv captain america movie yes where he played captain america uh, in, there in, you go in the two films that were released that year captain america one and two released the same year somehow what <laughs> My theory, my, my theory is that it was a TV show that was scrapped, and so they just released the pilot and a random episode as movies. Uh, uh, the costume in that one's fun. He's wearing just a basic, basically a big motorcycle helmet with an A. Painted on. 
It's yes. It's uh, it's real bad. Uh, and all his other films, he's in loads of um, loads of bad Vietnam films. Uh, I watched about six or seven of them last week. Uh, because a couple. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, so a couple of our friends are really, really big fans of him. And really, yeah, and they've watched quite a few of them through through the years. And and the plan was in February to celebrate Red Brewery. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where. Well, the plan was to watch as many of his films as possible. Everyone forgot until the last week, so we just crammed as many into the final week as possible as we could. Rebuary. 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 But the the fun game I like to play uh, was to watch the film and figure out, wait, which film is this ripping off? Because uh, it, it was never <laughs> quite as obvious as the things like... Oh, Atlantic no. Rim and then Pacific Rim and then Atlantic Rim coming out three months later just to trick grandmas. They were always like original, <laughs> original things, um, but they were very obviously I've, I've, trying to take advantage of something being popular. Sorry, yeah. I've I've clicked on a film, which I I think you're gonna focus. I'd, maybe you want to go. I, 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 Ronan will probably talk about it. It's called Your the Hunter oh, from the Future. The were you going to talk about this? Your. <laughs> So this is Yo. this is the, per- this is the, the perfect example fork. of this because <laughs> il mondo di <Dio. laughs> It looks like the poster's got like him at the front. I'm guessing it's him. Mm-hmm. Looking well, like he's um, got that that Karen haircut. He's got like a Karen haircut with like a classic Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of body well, yeah, that's the thing. this came out exactly got- one year after conan the barbarian Your- okay <laughs> and it and behind it it's got like your generic um space invader shaped uh spacecraft what are they called flying saucers flying saucers your generic flying saucer in the back with yes. with a like a ripoff if, if if you cut like darth vader's like nose off <laughs> and Bigfoot. <laughs> um, that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah, that's an interesting one because they. It, it, the, basically, most of the film is set in ancient prehistoric times. Um, and he's a caveman, and they go on a lot of caveman adventures. But then they do the big. Um, uh, the big Planet of the Apes twist, where you're not in caveman times, it's been the future this entire time. And look, there's these people with these spaceships. Um, except the twist doesn't work because they named the film You're the Hunter from the Future. <laughs> I put UFOs on the on the poster. Oh my. That's oh. one of... No, best worst <laughs> posters I've, I've, I think I've ever seen. I, I want... I want that on my wall. Your, it's beautiful. Your. Il mondo dio. Yeah, and I don't want it in English. I want it in, <laughs> in what is what is that? That's uh, Italian. Portuguese, Italian, right? Italian. I want the Italian version of the poster. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Il mondo dio. Damn. Okay. Yeah, so added to the list. Um, watch Red Brown films. Just pick any one where he's the lead, and it's gonna be bad. And it's going to be great fun. Did, did, did we get traced? 
Uh, Did we get close to it today? I, I think I got a little shwasty when my body was apparently taken over by Max Rebo. I, I, th- uh, I, think, I think I know how we get shwasty. I think I know. They hold the secrets in Area 51. Right, yeah. We've got to break it. Maybe we should ask Jeb uh, Red Brown. Jeb Bush and Red Brown. Please clap. To make a movie together about why they get shwasty. Call it B movie stands for Bush Brown movie. Bush, 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 bush. Join us next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.